Today we're at 75 within our facility, uh, depending upon there was several arrests yesterday. Um, so we're a 72, but really we're about a 65 because of, uh, as I said uh, before, believe it or not, not everybody gets along with one another or there's discipline actions. And so they, they take a cell. Um, that 72 bed is actually has dual bunks in each one. So we lose a bed when we have to lock someone down for discipline actions. I'm Christina Gianni with the Hayes Post and Eagle Radio, and I'm speaking with Ellis County Sheriff Scott Brown about a study on expanding the jail on this episode of the Hayes Post podcast. We've actually got a, uh, towards the end of this month, we've got a couple of the uh, uh, people coming in and they're going to interview a series of people uh, such as court services, corrections, a potential judge, um, um, we're going to have them speak with the prosecutor's office. Um, we're also going to have them speak with uh, police departments. Um, and what they're going to do is they're going to compile the, the where they think they're going to be on the number of arrests in the future, what the courts are going to look at in holdings and what their perception is, um, how court services and corrections, and we work very closely with them. Um, there are more people that they would like to put in jail, but we don't have the room and they work really, really well with us. So they're going to take all of those numbers, compile them. Um, then, of course, they're going to have to look at the square footage that we're looking at and then the overall dollars that it will potentially be to do those types of things. The end result will be is, is it feasible to expand that or will it be full the day we open that if, if the commission decided to move in that direction or should we look into the future and start putting money aside? Well, I know when you talked to the county commission, you talked about the fact that the uh, county is housing inmates out of county. Yes. Because the jail will not accommodate them for a, a number of reasons. How many inmates is that running? Well, uh, today we're at 75 within our facility, uh, depending upon there was several arrests yesterday. Um, so we're a 72, but really we're about a 65 because of, uh, as I said uh, before, believe it or not, not everybody gets along with one another or there's discipline actions. And so they, they take a cell. Um, that 72 bed is actually has dual bunks in each one. So we lose a bed when we have to lock someone down for discipline actions. Um, so today, based upon the courts, we may be housing another five out or so out of county if the courts decide that they need to stay. Um, right now, we only have two out, but it's funny because um, a week and a half ago, we were housing a large number out and then they started dropping, but then they'll start increasing again. It's like a roller coaster. You never know um, where we are the paperwork that comes down from the courts, what's happening, warrants coming through, those types of things. Um, and uh, there's times when we're up to 80. Um, there was a time when we were housing 18 out of county, uh, Rooks County and Graham County. Um, those locations are who we use. Um, so on average, though, we're about 72, 73 on average all the time. So what are some of the extra costs involved in housing those inmates out of county? Uh, obviously, besides what we're paying the the, the county to house them, um, depending upon um, the classification of that particular person that we're hauling, it may require two people to transport them and the distance. Um, so we've got that on top of fuel. 
um, and time and potentially where we're going, uh, whether we're picking somebody up or dropping them off. Um, it could be overtime uh, that that employee is receiving. Um, it could even be an overnight trip depending on where we're going when we pick them up. Um, so uh, there's a lots of variables that come in. And uh, as you know, it depends on the employee that I have do that transport depends on the dollar amount that they receive based upon their experience and time with the county. So is this taking officers uh, off off the street to sometimes make these transports? We try to make it happen with our corrections officers, our our jailers. Uh, However, sometimes we do. Um, If we have our commission officers and we can cover calls within, we will send one of those persons with uh, uh, take a transport to another county. So it's not uncommon. We just kind of, it's a very fluid thing. Um, if corrections, our jail staff is really, really busy with courts that day. A lot of people are coming in and being processed into our jail. Um, it may be, uh, one of the deputies. It might, it might even be me taking them to Rooks County, uh, uh, to drop them off and get them booked into that, that facility. Are there other advantages of having those inmates housed here locally as opposed to offsite? Yes. Um, Once we start getting into the process of them um, proceeding with a trial within the court system and those types of things or prelims, um, sometimes we have to run and pick those people up to bring them back to our facilities so their attorneys can meet with them because they don't want to do it over Zoom or over the phone. And so some will travel there, but some say, I want them back. And so we have to go pick them up. Um, when that starts process happening, we try to rotate people out and take people that aren't in that, but sometimes that does not work. So there is added cost sometimes once we uh, start down the path of them, uh, the court proceedings. So I would assume that we're too early in this process to have any idea of what the cost might be of doing any kinds of remodeling or expansion. Yeah, I have no idea. And costs are crazy. Um, you know, all, all everything has gone up, as we know. We, we see it at the grocery store. Um, in addition to that, uh, unfortunately, when, when we're dealing with uh, governmental entities, uh, costs tend to go up uh, because there's a lot of checks and balances that have to be done. So... Um, I, I wouldn't even speculate. Do you think this would improve safety in the jail if there was more space available? It, it would. And the reason being is we're not having an overabundance of people in certain areas. It allows us to spread them out and provides that safety net, not only for us, but also for inmates. So they're less likely to be in altercations. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about this particular subject? subject? What's the timeline? Um, it's supposed to be a six month. We're a little bit behind because of some of the things going on. Um, um, but within six months, they hope to have those numbers back to us. So I would say we're hitting it pretty hard here at the end of February. So six months from that date on, we should have some numbers back from them and present in front of the commission. Okay. What's the timeline for the city to possibly be moving out of that facility? Do, do we even know yet? We really don't. And I'm not sure that they know, um, It was supposed to be like 2026. I think uh, they're still looking at some options within the city of Hayes, and uh, there's a few things that have come into play. I'm not sure they have a real solid number either at this point in time, so it's very fluid. Okay. Uh, As we wrap up today, um, I understand um, yesterday 
they the county approved a change in speed limit in Victoria. You want to uh, update our readers, our listeners about that? Yeah, they really didn't change the speed limit aspect. What they did is they're moving the sign um, because the city limits was in a different location. And since they put the dollar general in over in Victoria on the east part of, of Victoria, southeast part of Victoria, um, they have moved the sign to the east along Highway 40 about 1500 feet, um, which then allows the Dollar General to be within the city limits. Um, and in doing so, there were some people that had spoken, or at least one party spoke yesterday about the speeds and concerns of that. Um, and so uh, the Sheriff's Office um, is going to, first, we want to educate uh, the public that it's been moved. Um, the speed limit's been 45 for, I grew up over there as long as I can remember. Um, so. Um, we're going to educate the public, then we're going to start issuing some warning, and if, if it continues, then we'll have to issue citations um, if need be. Um, but most of the public should just realize it is just a little further east, but everything else is still applied. And there's notices of the speed slowing down, uh, which is about probably about 200 yards from the original sign. So what will the speed limit be right there at the Dollar General then? 45 miles. 45 miles an yep. hour instead of basically highway speed, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, the main reason this is of concern is because um, there's not a lot of places over there to go and buy groceries and kids are now traveling on, along Highway 40. Um, so it's a, it's a public safety thing for kids. We sure don't want them to be hit. Uh, I know yesterday uh, Chief Dinkle dealt with a couple of kids on scooters that were driving down the middle of the highway, and so he had to deal with them and educate them on the laws. Um, so um, that's part of that push about the sidewalk to keep them off of there. Um, they're also looking at a few other options.